0: Hello and welcome to the Livestreamer Backstage Podcast. I'm Alec Johnson and this is a weekly show where I interview fellow Livestreamers to understand the tech, the gear and the software that they are using to produce great live shows. My guest today is Katie Simpson, a Livestreamer, podcaster, entrepreneur and coach who is passionate about helping online business owners amplify their own unique voice and message through live video and podcasting. Katie is an advocate of the start with live approach to podcasting, and I uh, certainly wholeheartedly agree with that approach, which is uh, why this podcast is streamed live to Amazon and LinkedIn every week. Now, in this show, we regularly focus on the tech laden studios of my guests, looking at all of the gear and gadgets that they have in their streaming setups not really uh, setting a great example if you are just starting out or if you are prone to gear acquisition syndrome, which is wanting or feeling you need the latest and greatest gear uh, in order to make a start. Now, whilst I, and indeed all of my previous guests have been very clear that you don't need all of this gear to start streaming, what is often overlooked is that you do in fact need a certain level of confidence on camera, something that a lot of people struggle with. This is where Katie comes in because her coaching and courses uh, teach that uh, you don't actually need all of the uh, the gear and they break everything down into its simplest form from the tech perspective, minimizing the overwhelm and showing that it doesn't have to be expensive or complicated to start streaming. Instead, she puts the emphasis more on building that confidence uh, that is required in order to use live video as an effective business tool. With over 20 years experience as a vocal coach and known as the queen of encouragement, I'm really keen to understand some of the ways in which Katie helps people build that confidence and of course learn more about the live first approach to podcasting that she advocates. Lots to talk about then, so without further ado, let's welcome Katie Simpson. Hey Katie, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you so much Alec. I really really appreciate it. It's fantastic to be here. Thank you.
0: Great stuff. Well, great to, great to have you here and really excited to hear about uh, all the all the things that you are doing. So, perhaps perhaps you could start by just giving a bit more of an introduction into sort of your background and uh what it is that you do and how you got into uh, to live streaming.
1: Yeah, hi. So, um yeah, interesting journeys we have in our careers and in our lives, isn't it? So uh, yeah, I've been like a vocal coach for over 20 years and I've always loved helping people um, to be their best selves, um, finding their true voice. And I don't mean that that's necessarily just your physical voice, but it's your whole message it's your whole unique self you know and being able to sort of project that as it were perform with that and um but not perform being somebody else but being you sort of projecting the best version of of you um in whatever aspect that is at at the time and um yeah like i've actually um, I went on uh, the ClickFunnels uh, course, like the low-cost course, I can't remember right. what it's called now, uh-huh. um, and um, learning to make a funnel. Yeah, I think it's called Funnel. Fun- funnel
0: hacking, is it? Is that the one?
1: I think so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, and we were encouraged to think about what main aspect we could focus on mm-hmm. in, in our content creation, would it be a uh, live video? Would it be blogging? Would it be podcasting, etc.? cetera? And, um, so while we were thinking about that, we were encouraged to get into like accountability groups. And so right. a group of us got together, um, in a, on a zoom, uh, sort of weekly chat Um and we became really firm friends and they called it wasn't me who called it but one of them called it something like um the group for uh terrified live streamers <laughs> something like that right and um after a few weeks they were sort of talking about oh being terrified about this live video aspect and everything and i i sort of thought well, actually, I really enjoy it. I don't <laughs> find it terrifying at all. Um, and they were like, what? So it was really quite funny. And that sort of made me, you know, sometimes we get these moments, don't we, where a sort of bit of a light bulb goes off and we think, well, actually, I'm quite good at such and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't come from a confident, place at all and i think that's why i tend to really love helping people and encouraging them Mm -hmm. as a person encouraging them to building them up right um and finding their best strengths Mm -hmm. um because i started my whole sort of voice career um from a place of really struggling in life very difficult Aspects to my upbringing and my confidence was at, at real rock bottom, really. And the schools that I was going to, um, the teachers, some of them were really, really old fashioned and um, very, very looking down at their nose at, at me and saying that in front of a whole class or oh, you, you? you're not capable of it, mm-hmm. all this sort of thing that happened actually quite often in my um upbringing and i was i loved music music had always been my um my safety place my place of um sort of healing and whatever mm-hmm. and i sort of taught myself guitar and things like that uh, in my room and i I had a real natural talent, but I didn't really know that and I thought I was terrible at singing and um, I was doing a music a level, and the teacher said to me well your your grades are really low, you're really struggling with this blah blah, blah, load of negative stuff <laughs> um have singing lessons that that will help you to understand music a bit more.' So, I started having lessons and my mum was struggling to pay for it and she said, "Um, look, can you just say to the the teacher you'd like to do some grade exams, you'd like some exams, so at least we've got something for all this money that we're spending on it. So, after a few lessons, it wasn't very long, I just asked her and she said, oh yeah, uh, well you could go for grade six first of all, which is quite a high grade. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely stunned and and then a few weeks later, she said, "Well, have you considered doing singing as a career?" I was like, "Pardon." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did do singing for a, as a career co- for quite a while. But anyway, that that whole—I just needed one person yep. to see my, um, uh, you know, abilities to yes, see yep. what I was able to do. I just needed one load of. Negative stuff, but sometimes it just takes that one person, doesn't mm-hmm. it, to recognise something in you and be able to bring it out when you you wouldn't know that yourself. So, in a long roundabout way, <laughs> that's how I came to um, live streaming into coaching other people to find their best selves and their confidence, be able to show that to the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, i so so sorry that you went through uh, that experience to to get there, but I mean it must make it so so easy to relate to other people then and the things that they're going through and the the struggles that that they have then. But uh yeah. Yeah,
1: what- it's it yeah, thank you Alec. It's you know, we can we can say that it's well we we should be able to say to ourselves that it's a blessing that we've gone through difficult mm-hmm times because you know it not only does it we might not feel (laughs) like it's a blessing um but it does develop our character and it does help us in in business we can these struggles are often the things that really make us unique and be able to help people in a unique way Uh isn't it so we have to try and Think of it as as a blessing
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and some people say, embrace your flaws, you know those things that you think are flaws, you know I have this problem, I have struggled with this, this bad thing has happened to me, I find this difficult or whatever. <laughs> And we see them as our flaws, but we should, you know, em- embrace them and and treat them as a blessing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: And try and find, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's that's my approach. I've not had got anything to go through <laughs> quite as uh, as uh, as as bad as you've experienced, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm always the person trying to look for the the positive in everything that that I go through as well. But I know it's not always yeah. uh, not always easy, depending on what's the what you're in at that particular time um Mm. when when you were going through your um your singing career then how long did it was it before you started actually coaching others in that was that something that came quite soon on or was that how how quickly did that develop
1: yeah so i think i've always i have i have um got a degree in teaching and i think i've always had that in me that i want to help people i've always wanted to help people and um yeah i i mean teaching is can be really hard especially if you're like in a secondary school that right. i i was in for seven years you know um with really unruly kids and right. stuff like that but you know you do learn a lot from that um but yeah i i think um i've always loved lifting people up and mm-hmm. and I but also teaching them the things that I love as well. Yeah. Cuz we were uh, Alec and I were having a little chat earlier and he was saying how he loves um the tech and it's like being in a sweetie shop. Yeah. <laughs> well I think you know it's the things that we've sort of been gifted in and that we love to do. It's such an honor really isn't it to be able to um bring that across to others and help others with that it's it's just such a win-win isn't it they say um you know you never work a day in your life if you love what you're doing and i think that is just so fantastic And if we bring that into live video as well, you can probably tell in my voice and my eyes and my whole demeanor that I'm loving what I'm talking about. And it comes across as that excitement, doesn't it? And that's, I think when you're really good as a coach, when you're really good as a teacher, you've got that innate excitement and joy Mm -hmm. and love. and, And I think people can't help but be a bit inspired and interested yes yeah um in that it's those teachers that you think about in the past who maybe say right turn to page 10 (laughs) right this do these exercises oh the whole voice everything is just like
0: oh yes total turn off for the subject yeah yeah they
1: yeah. don't want to be here i don't want to be here yeah. i hate this subject
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's true it's all the subjects that i love are the ones where i had a really enthusiastic and uh positive teacher yeah. that was really um uh, yeah
1: yeah
0: enthusiastic about it <laughs> yeah yeah
1: and
0: with the yeah. with the live streaming then was that something that you started doing actually after the 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 funnel uh click funnels event or was that something you've been doing before and click funnels was part of that where did, where did you sort of start to do the uh the live um the, the, the live streaming side of things
1: yeah yeah so it was it was at that sort of light bulb moment mm-hmm. during that funnel challenge right um that i've realized actually i can do this so i th- i was going live before then so um one of my other little businesses is that um I'm a beauty therapist as well. I have a real interest in helping people to feel better in in uh, sort of organic beauty and stuff right. like that. So um I was going live actually for uh, a year um every week and nobody was watching any of the lives. Um, but they were really good quality lives. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, so I had, I was doing it and I was enjoying it to a certain extent, um, although I wanted to learn how to monetize it, yes, how yes. to get a bigger audience. Because at that time, people had said to me, oh, you just go live on Facebook and you'll get loads of random people who will find you. Mm-hmm um no that didn't happen (laughs) that was bad advice Uh um so i think i i was enjoying doing it but i just wanted to know look how can i make this work Mm because this is such a waste of time but um i would like doing this if if i knew how to you know build an audience yes yeah blah blah so yeah i I was doing it for about a year but i never went i never heard of periscope or all the other things that were like the older live streaming platforms as it were yep. they're not that old are they uh-huh. but i haven't, haven't been doing it for that long
2: uh-huh.
1: um so yeah i'm quite interested to hear when people say about oh you know periscope came out and i went live on periscope i've i'd never heard of that so i'm I'm a little bit late to the the party, I think, compared yeah. to some of us.
0: Well, there's, uh, there's, there's it's a bit like dog years, isn't it? There's internet years for some of these services that come up yeah. and then they die. And then uh, it seems like only yeah. yesterday, but <laughs> it, seems, it seems like yeah. an age ago, but it was only you know, a few years ago or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. But there's a... a I mean, going live to uh, to uh, an audience of no one is uh, is actually a great way to start. I mean, that's one of the things that I think mm-hmm. people have this uh, fear of going live because they suddenly feel like, oh, everyone's going to be watching. And my first live stream on YouTube, I didn't have any subscribers. I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. I just went live and sure enough, nobody turned up. <laughs> but uh, it's, I think that people have this fear of live because they think that there is going to be everyone watching. Whereas in actual fact, mm. they're... Um, yeah there 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 usually isn't the first few times in any case and uh and then when you do get people watching they they've um they've got they've got a much more favorable view of uh, of you than uh, than we may think that people have i think that people sometimes yeah. worry about you know making mistakes and all of that kind of thing in but most people actually don't really mind it at all
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you're right um, there's there are some aspects that um, like you're saying that i i really wanted to learn about and then be able to help other people with mm-hmm. there's there's all these little things that make such a difference if you sort of understand them mm-hmm. and know them and can take them on board you know things that we get in our minds and and it can just stop us from from going live one of them can be you know getting used to looking at the camera yep and um that you know you've got this sort of black evil eye
3: <laughs> and, uh, true.
1: <laughs> or even you know a lot of people who go live on their phone and they can be doing it for they can be just live streaming um and doing youtube videos and things on their phone and they're not even looking at they're not even aware of where the camera is they just look at themselves yes yeah um so that's another little you know tip about um You must look at the camera, and if it looks a scary, weird, inanimate thing to smile at, um, you know, put a picture of your somebody who's very special to you, um, or even a little drawing of a funny little face Uh and put it there. And maybe imagine your favorite person or your ideal client or whatever, and just have a chat to them and stick it right next to the camera not on top of it Mm because nobody will see anything (laughs) but um, yeah something like that and what you were saying about um you know if if nobody's watching yeah don't don't worry about it at all it's the more miles more people will watch it on the replay Mm -hmm. and so that's also an important thing for us to remember when we're going live that we We really address them. We say hi to them and welcome them, and don't keep just talking about um, the people on the live. Yes, yeah. I mean Molly Mahoney, um, who you probably know, she she often says about one of her clients who was just devastated. He'd gone live. Uh, I think he was talking about a particular offer or focusing on an offer he was giving. And it was quite a a big thing for him. And there was nobody there at all. And he was just absolutely gutted. Um, But all it took was one of his followers to watch the replay and to tell a friend of his that he knew would be interested in that offer. And he sold like, I don't know, $10,000 of whatever it was right um on the replay and it wasn't even somebody who'd who was in his audience it was so that yeah I think that sort of thing can be really encouraging for us and to just make us think a bit outside the box of oh I'm live I'm doing this live and then yeah then it's over
2: Uh uh-huh
1: yes I think repurposing is really really important isn't it but yeah i i needed to learn those first stages about building an audience and like you were saying um starting to tell people that you're going live starting mm-hmm. to you know um do the the weekly shows so people get used to coming and that you're going to be there and and then seeing the notifications those those type of things can really help
0: Mm-hmm. I love the tip about, you know, putting a picture of something, of somebody, you know, a loved one or whatever, just close to the camera that you can sort of picture. I know that when I'm doing, like on my YouTube channel, most of that is sort of tutorial style videos, but I always usually have someone in mind that I'm telling how to mm-hmm. do whatever it is. Um, and often it's come yeah. from, you know, like someone's literally asked me a question, so I'm making the video for yeah. them. But certainly in the early yeah. times, it was, I've just always imagined somebody specific that I was uh, talking to. And it's uh, it certainly helps, as you say, the 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 evil yeah. eye I love that of the camera yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it's like cyclops it's like it's <laughs> <this> black yeah <laughs> concentric circles it's like yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think um I think that is a really good tip for YouTube as well I think people can get really overwhelmed thinking about YouTube it's got to look great it's got to have all the stuff Yep. You know, and and they can be like absolutely terrified before they they record their video, um, and then probably procrastinate and don't do it for ages. And but yeah, like you say, just think about helping one specific person, and the way you come across will be so much more engaging, mm-hmm. and it really will speak to lots of people because they'll feel that you are speaking to them, even if you know you're not really you've got this one person yes, in yeah. your mind but um yeah I, I think that can really help with pre-recorded video doing your course videos for your course and all sorts mm.
0: i think the, the other thing as well is people are, are worried about making mistakes not sort of thinking for a moment that, like, we're all just human, and most people aren't going to mind <laughs> if you do uh, mm. slip up or say something wrong or whatever it happens to be, and uh, I found that when I started doing all of my videos on my YouTube channel, I'd just all done basically live to to tape, as it were, so they are all just one-take videos. Mm. Um, but that was really liberating for me, because I found that before I'd be uh, constantly trying to get the perfect take if I thought I was going to edit things. Um, and so that idea that, well, just do it as if you were just talking to someone that they were just sitting there. It actually ends up, I think, coming yeah. across more natural than something that's sort of edited to within an inch of its life. <laughs> and it uh, yeah. doesn't have that sort of natural so, flow
1: to it. Yeah, so interesting. And that's quite an interesting conversation to have about podcasting as well. Um, do we need to edit every single filler word <laughs> out? I mean, it can be a style, and there's different styles of YouTube videos, aren't there with loads of sort of jump cuts they yes, call them, yeah. don't they, and really, really quick uh-huh. and I think I'm pretty sure that some people on the podcasting speed up their voice, too. yes yeah um so it's so so interesting um you know what oh sorry what um what you choose to do, what I—I uh, I think you don't. I'm relaxing with my podcast now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm relaxing into it and allowing myself to have a few arms, yes, <laughs> a few little gaps.
0: Well, yeah. I don't take any out of this, as uh, any listener will know. <laughs> They're all in there, so I don't do any of that. And I actually find. That really heavily edited with all the jump cuts and things like that on YouTube, I find that quite tiring to watch if I'm watching it, uh, you know, Mm. a lot of it. Um, Whereas something that is more conversational, it feels like somebody's speaking to me. Um, And now the ironic thing is I might then speed that up to, you know, (laughs) one and a half times or two times, but there's still something... That's a natural about it. It's a bit I can't explain that, but how can it be that yeah. I don't like stuff with jump cuts? But I'll quite happily listen to some stuff on double speed and it doesn't bother me. But it's still got a natural <laughs> flow, albeit faster. I don't know. I think I might have contradicted myself there, but <laughs>
1: no, I'm exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I speed speed things up often to one point four five. Is yeah. that one and three quarters speed or two? <laughs>
2: um
1: And the same with a lot of podcasts as well but yeah like you my brain is trying to keep going with these jumpy uh, videos and it's all very slick and everything and it's quite sort of entertaining Mm -hmm. but i'm trying to learn something Uh and i'm like what was that (laughs) i mean for them it might be quite good because i have to go back and you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Yep. Gotta replay I'm, it to um, get the information again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm watching quite a lot of their uh, their work on repeat. But yeah, it is tiring. hmm it- Maybe it's an age thing, Alec, as well. <laughs> Maybe
0: it is, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a balance there though and a sort of similarity between um that and I can relate this to funnels as well so coming bringing it back around to click funnels perhaps but um there's a thing in with sales funnels where um there is the optimum that you can do to get the highest possible conversion rates you know the maximum or the the optimum number of emails that you're going to send out to get the most clicks um, and people go to extremes to do this to get the absolute maximum out of it but it can actually leave a really sort of sour taste in the mouth of the person who's on the receiving end of it, where you're getting a barrage of emails, and yes, they may well be getting the you know the higher click through rate on their their emails and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't actually sit right, and I think that that is a, a similar analogy to this thing with the editing. What they're trying to do is they're trying to get people to stay on for the longest, click through to the next video, and so on. Um, but there will be a whole segment of people who will just switch off to that because of the fact that it is uh, fatiguing and uh, and tiring. So I think it's a uh, it's all very well to look at stats and see what's going to work best, but there's a bit of a balance to be done there with uh, what actually is pleasant as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. I've never thought about that. It's honouring your um ideal client, your yeah. your audience, isn't it? It's um yeah. That's such an interesting thought. Um, yeah, I'm going to actually subscribe uh, unsubscribe after this to a couple of people <laughs> who you've just yep. put in my brain. I'm going really fed up with with this. Yeah, that's 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 so interesting. Giving people a chance to just um, take in what mm-hmm. you're doing and and take it or leave it, give, yep. and giving them that. Space and that that option,
0: mm-hmm. and in yeah. in video, you know the, the double speed thing is always there. So if they want to activate that, they can. But rather than <laughs> rather than force yeah. it on them,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating.
0: Hmm. Um. So when um when somebody comes to you for coaching, where where are they normally at in terms of um you know, is it people who've got some experience and they want to, uh, they want to improve or are they, are they coming to you that they got a business and they want to sort of, to promote that more and, and see that how, um, how would you normally go about something like that with, uh, with somebody sort of just coming to you fresh in terms of laying out a sort of plan for them?
1: Yeah. So generally people come into my world who want more visibility and want a bit more professionalism in their lives um live videos yeah <laughs> um and uh and their podcasts you know they want more visibility they want more audience they want more sales um in their businesses and generally they're solopreneurs mm-hmm. um they've maybe been doing it for a year, a couple of years, something like that. And their uh, visibility is a bit random. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are fairly good at using Canva and getting graphics going. And they're quite good at playing with reels and stories and um, live videos using the native Mm -hmm. platform on their phones. Um, but yeah, they, they want, they want to amp up things. They want to look more professional. They want to be more consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I try and teach them all sorts of aspects around that. Um, so I'm quite interested to see at the moment what's happening over Instagram live Mm -hmm. videos because I think it's been terrible
2: <laughs>
3: Right.
1: Instagram lives. I just think for ages, it's just been so basic and poor quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but sort of as we speak, they're opening up um, Instagram live to third party platforms. Mm-hmm. So that's quite, I'm quite fascinated to see what's what's going to happen there because a lot of my audience use Instagram. Um, it's one of their favorite platforms. I find Instagram a bit of a pain in the neck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, you have to be where your audience is. Mm -hmm. So I'm very pleased that things seem to be opening up to make live video on there. Better quality audio,
3: yes, yeah, better
1: quality video, and you can you'll be able to share your screen and things like that, which is just you know, you haven't had to be able to do anything. That the only work around I've found with Instagram live is you can share a photo that's in your camera roll
2: mm-hmm.
1: while you're live. Um, so what I have done in the past is. To do like a a mini live show, Mm -hmm. a solo one. And, you know, my first point is this. And then I find a picture on my camera roll and bring up the title. Right. You know, a bit like you would do it on on YouTube, have the title coming up and then talk about it. And then, you know, so I've pre created these very basic um, titles, uh, title pages on Canva or something. Right so that yeah so um that that's an area that i think was live video has been um not particularly a brilliant user or audience um experience
0: yes yeah yeah so it's just that you're only allowed um, to use the uh, the sort of built-in camera on the phone on the device that you're doing it on whereas uh, the thing that they're rolling out is for um you know, you would then be able to use something like Ecamm, where you can get a stream key and mm. stream from Ecamm. Uh, there, was a, there was another third-party app that was out, that's still out, in fact. And every so often, somebody in the Ecamm group says, hey, I found this tool that we can use to stream to Instagram. And then uh, they go live on Instagram. I, I did this as well. Um, and then within like 10 minutes, somebody comes on and says, by the way, this is breaking the terms of service of Instagram. So, um, <laughs> so then really? you have to, have to stop. But, um, but this, what, what's rolling out now, is officially the Instagram uh, you know official <laughs> thing so yeah um that would that yeah. would be amazing to be able to do just vertical video on instagram from ecamp uh will be yeah. uh, will be pretty pretty amazing
1: <laughs> yeah 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 i'm all for that um but, uh, maybe it's because i'm getting old <laughs> but the other thing that about instagram is unless you've got a, one of the sort of max phones the pro yeah. ones the mega whatever they're called <laughs> yes yeah it's titchy to see what you're doing. Right. Right. Isn't it? Um, so yeah, I think, I think third party tools for live streaming Mm -hmm. are, are brilliant. And I think if it's got some more bells and whistles, but you can do it without it being complicated or certainly glitchy, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like for example, both of us absolutely adore ecam live mm-hmm. It's just never really been glitchy um it's always been really reliable, and it just can look with just a little bit of understanding of how to use it. It can look amazing, yeah and I think if we're if we're in business, I think if we can show our best selves. Mm-hmm with just a few using a few techniques a little bit of training a few tools it can make a massive difference to how you're coming across and how sure. you can help people i mean one little technique that um people a lot of people still haven't grasped uh during lockdown it was such a typical thing um that happened is that people went live or were on Zoom, whatever, from them laptops with the back of their laptop on their yep. table lower than them. And it's tilted like it, that degree yes. and the lighting might be bad as well. So you're literally looking up somebody's <laughs> nose. Yes,
0: the up the nose, nose shot. So- <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: they look so old because you can see all these yep. dark lines happening yep. because of that and maybe because of their lighting as well and there's just really really simple things one of my um uh freebies that I've got is just you know five little tips um to that are f- free that you can just um improve your look and sound Straight away, yeah, and I think, um, what you teach, I think if somebody can come from an aspect like that, maybe and realize how it improves their confidence mm-hmm. doing the zooms, doing the lives, whatever it you know, they say, Oh, I look quite good, and then that will encourage them to go a next level and get some nice light and get a nice microphone. Um, you know, and s- step up from there with as their confidence grows as they realize how much better they're coming across.
0: Yeah. I just want to take a moment to talk about Ecamm Live. This is the live production Mac software that we're using to live stream and record this podcast. In my opinion, it is the best live streaming and recording software on the market to date. So what exactly does it do? Well, essentially, it allows you to control the content that you're including in your video, be it a live stream or a recorded video, and you do this by building out different scenes that contain the content that you want to show. This content may be a feed from your camera or indeed multiple cameras or you may be sharing a screen which is what I do a lot of in my tutorial style videos that I make for my Take One Tech YouTube channel. You can share the screen from a second computer or maybe even a gaming console if you are a live streaming gamer and just as we are doing in this podcast you can also bring in guests using Ecamm Live's built-in interview mode where guests can join from a browser and you can then incorporate their video and audio into your production. Finally you can add all kinds of additional Graphical and animated overlay elements, and even movies to really add a level of branded professionalism that would be hard to achieve in any other way. The real magic happens though when you hit that record or go live button because then you are able to seamlessly switch back and forth between all of the scenes that you've created. And indeed, this is how all of the videos have been created for my Take One Tech YouTube channel. And the reason it's called Take One Tech, by the way, is because all of the videos are made in one take with no edits. I just hit record, make the video, and as soon as I hit the end record, button, the file is there and ready to be uploaded straight to YouTube. What I love about Ecamm is not just the ease of use that it has when compared to other live streaming software, but also the greater flexibility it gives in terms of layouts and designs that you can create for your shows when compared to some of the hardware streaming solutions. And one thing that makes Ecamm great specifically for podcasts is the fact that it has the ability to record isolated audio tracks. So once we finish recording this podcast, I'll have a separate audio file for me, my guests, and any other audio tracks tracks that have been a part of the recording. That makes the editing and repurposing of the content for the podcast so much more streamlined. It does have another little trick up its sleeve though, and that is its virtual camera feature. This allows you to take the video output from Ecamm Live straight into communication apps like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Discord and so on. This means that rather than just appearing in Zoom meetings with a regular camera feed, you can now show up with all of the amazing production values that Ecamm Live gives you and deliver that straight into your Zoom meeting. And Trust me, when you rock up to a Zoom meeting with Ecamm, <laughs> the other participants will be truly amazed. So whether for live streaming, recorded video content, or to level up your Zoom game, I highly recommend you give Ecamm Live a go. You can get a free trial by going to take ecam slash Ecamm, that's e. C-A-D-M, takewantech.io slash ecam. And of course you can find a link to that in the show notes as well. You will certainly not regret giving it a go. Now let's get back to the show. It's funny that because with um live streaming on, you know, YouTube and Instagram or wherever it happens to be, often people are kind of looking up to everybody that you know there's all these people who seem to be doing it to a uh, much more professional level, perhaps, you know, that's perhaps a bit daunting. Uh, with Zoom, it's the opposite because everyone <laughs> usually looks rubbish. <laughs> and so uh, it is actually really easy to be, you know, head and shoulders above everyone else on on mm-hmm. Zoom. And it really does have mm-hmm. a massive impact from that point of view. I find that when, um, when somebody is on a Zoom call that, you know, looks and sounds from a, you know, just picture quality, image quality, audio quality point of view, better than everyone else, it's almost like they've instantly commanded the respect of the the meeting before yeah. anyone's even said anything you know if you come into yeah. a, a meeting and see you know 10 or 20 little boxes and one of them's just got a really crisp looking picture and uh and then when they speak you can hear them you don't hear fan noise or whatever it is <laughs> um then it does make it it makes a really huge difference so uh, yeah i totally agree it's yeah. a, a great way to sort of boost your uh, your presence yeah. and confidence to, to feel that
1: yeah, I think that is where a tool like Ecamm is just a complete game changer, isn't mm-hmm. there? Because I don't know. I don't know whether OBS you can do it and um, vid, what is it called? Um, anyway, the other ones, I don't yep. know whether you can use them as a virtual camera and virtual mic, you, te- you certainly you can.
0: technically can do it with OBS. However, the thing with OBS is uh, the th- you know the thing that I struggled with for so long before finding Ecamm is that Ecamm is just so user friendly. That's the that's mm. the thing. It's so easy to just put these things together, and uh, yeah, OBS is um, it's it's cross platform, and I say it's the worst of both worlds. So it's on Mac and PC, and it's and it, to actually do that, it therefore <laughs> can't have all of the amazing stuff that you can do just on Ec- on uh, on on the Mac, uh, and likewise yeah. the other way. So um mm. and, and it's sort of built by committee almost because it's it's open source whereas ecamm is just so focused because it's just driven by ken and glenn the developers It's uh you know not a massive team behind it it's just their sort of yes. focused vision so yes yeah, it, it, it game changer is the world word that you use there yeah. it really is
1: <laughs> yeah once um i went on a, a zoom meeting thing and there there was a couple of there was a couple and they were uh, leading this um, thing and it was just because it was their anniversary, this couple. Mm-hmm. And um, so they were doing this Zoom thing for people all around the world, just to sort of wish them happy anniversary and whatever. And yeah, there are all these different types of cameras and stuff. We, we all see it and half of the people not on camera anyway, but I I just created this overlay with colored confetti coming down saying happy anniversary uh-huh. you know and um every so often i would just click it to to go so yep. that you could see the confetti and stuff and i i was just so happy to be able to do something fun for them mm-hmm. like that and um yeah it's just it's just totally totally way way out there isn't it compared to the the norm mm-hmm. and it still is even after these 3 years basically we've had to practice haven't we everybody <laughs> practicing live video it's still way out there but it's not out of people's league to do it yes yeah it just needs the tool uh-huh. a mac and a little bit of training on on how to do it
0: yep yeah. That's what I love. I was saying earlier that I grabbed your um, your guide that you've got on your website. So the quick start to launch your podcast guide. Uh, I really love the way that that did just sort of break down everything in uh, uh, really sort of simple steps as to, you know, what you need to get set up and get started. And it's, it's perfect, really, because like you say, you don't need to have a big, long kit list. It's easy to see another live streamer. Often live streamers will put their kit list somewhere and you can go and look at it and then it's just trailing down the page and there's all these different things but what actually is essential and it's all in this uh, in this guide you've got so uh, for anyone listening you'll find links to all of this stuff obviously in the show notes and the description as well but um yeah that's what i loved about this was it's just broken it all down and not just the equipment but the actual sort of thought process how to actually go about creating uh, a podcast i really love the way that you sort of detailed it all in here as well
1: thank you alec thank you so much yeah i um I, I have struggled with overwhelm um, a lot and, you know, procrastination mm-hmm. and somebody like in Anderson Gray says he's a recovering perfectionist. I think you've got a top, haven't you, I, that says that? No, I have, you? yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so all of that sort of thing, it can just completely get in our way and stop us doing it. And that, that guide, I've actually got a course – uh, that I recommend after the guide, because you can start a podcast just from your phone um, to just do it, even if it's very easy with something like podcasting just to delete. <laughs> if if you've created um, some episodes and you just think, oh, it's terrible quality, I'm upping my game now, I'm getting a nice microphone and whatever, um, and you think, you know, this is terrible. It's just so easy just to delete them. It's mm-hmm. not a problem at all. And you know, you can you can go, you can start a podcast for free uh, on your phone, and you can just use it. A lot of people say this actually. I'm just practicing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and that helps with that whole perfectionism overwhelm thing. You know, I'm I'm just practicing and you can produce and um publish your podcast but you, you don't need to worry that it's all got to be perfect at, at the start and if it really isn't and you don't like it you can always delete it and and start again with with a better microphone maybe with a paid hosting platform you know a hosting is somewhere that holds your podcast and constantly gives it out to all the places, Apple and Spotify and wherever. Um, yeah, so, so I love helping people just get started. You can just do it right now in the next five minutes or so. And maybe if it's overwhelming for you, treat it as a practice. For some people, they don't need that. They can, they're quite happy to get some gear um and you know start with a more professional setup as it were and they mm-hmm. don't have that that overwhelm um issue that they've got to get over first of all um but yeah for those people who are thinking maybe I may want to start a podcast not quite sure so I don't want to buy a whole load of equipment and pay subscriptions to places well just try it just practice it on your phone um so that's where that that guide can can help people
0: Uh and like i say i love the way that you've sort of put down in in there as well like the steps to go through to decide you know what exactly is you is you're gonna do and the steps you need to take to get there. But just coming back to the, the point you made about, you know, you can always delete it later as well. Um, one thing that I've found is there's been a few videos that I've made for my YouTube channel where like after the fact I thought, I'm not really sure about that. I don't think that it was a particularly good video. I don't think I did a good job of explaining whatever it was. Um, and you know, maybe it wasn't even on topic for what I normally create. Um, it always seems that those are the videos where I'll get the best comments back from them. Like someone says, I can't tell you enough how much this has helped me out and you oh. never really know who is who is on the other other side listening or watching that is actually just waiting for the one little bit of information that you're going to give in that so um yeah it it could be that your little practices that you always intend to delete might have a life-changing impact on somebody
1: else yeah yeah i just had i just got that feeling that you were going going to say that and had that experience it's so interesting isn't it i think I think some of us sort of bulk against that as well. Um, you know, if we're creating a post on social media and it's a real, uh, maybe it's a like a, a long form sort of heart-to-heart type mm-hmm. post and you think, shall I put that on there? It's nothing to do with my business. It's not going to help me in business. And you get a whole load of comments mm-hmm. and and then you post something that's, Slick and really helpful for business, and you've spent ages on it, and just nobody seems to respond. (laughs) And you can, it's just natural, I think, for us, isn't it, to be just really disheartened. I don't want people commenting on my random post about my life or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we have to remember that it's the human connection. That actually sells it takes longer often in business, doesn't it, to to get that build that no like and trust factor with people? But that human connection thing is so important. Um, so yeah, you're right. we we shouldn't be hasty mm-hmm. in deleting stuff yep. that we think is maybe irrelevant and not that high quality
0: I think it's, it's, if, a, it's a great idea to go in with though think knowing that you can delete it though I think that's yeah. a great way to sort of frame it and say well don't worry just put it up there and then you can always delete it later yeah. and then uh, yeah. you know after it's up there maybe that's when the comments start coming and you can <laughs> realize yeah. that, oh maybe I'll leave it there after all
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's one thing as well that we could um think about a little bit is is the difference between something like live videos mm-hmm. and then to a lesser degree the difference between YouTube or you know pre-recorded videos to podcasting. At the moment it's really easy for somebody to comment straight away on your live video mm-hmm. or even on the replay and you can if you've got an audience and people who get used to you going live and they're they're the type of people who tend to comment or even like or whatever, you can get a boost in your um in your emotions,
3: yes, yeah, quite
1: quickly because you're getting that response mm-hmm. from somebody. Um, and then when you start to get known on YouTube and, you know, your videos are being seen a bit more, um, you can get comments there, but it's a bit harder than something like live video. Yes. yeah. But then for podcasting it at the moment, it's much harder than that. Yeah. You
0: don't get the feedback. <laughs> <quite> no,
1: nice. <laughs> yeah, it can. So building a community and building connection with, with podcasting really, really helps Mm -hmm. because hardly anyone goes to like Apple podcast um, app and makes a review, you Mm -hmm. know, writes a review. Hardly (laughs) anyone does that. Right. It's very hard to get somebody to do that. So, um, yeah, I think, if you are podcasting, if you're just starting podcasting, if you're thinking about podcasting, thinking about going live to a podcast is a really good idea
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because then you can get that instant connection and response from people um, or creating a community around your podcast mm-hmm. if you're not going live or using video but um I do love vodcasting.
2: Right, right. As
1: it were. It's um it's a game changer for speed and um for you know creating a sort of repurposing content machine mm-hmm. as it were. Yeah. You know, it's it's sort of killing two birds with one stone.
0: Uh-huh. I've, I've, I've not actually thought I mean it's crazy that I hadn't thought about that but the if for somebody who's just starting out with a podcast to do it as live to get that instant feedback um, I've always been coming at it from the point of view of this simplifies the production process <laughs> and the repurposing Ooh. side of it but yeah um, thinking about like how long it would take to actually get that sort of feedback from a audio only podcast versus a live podcast is uh, is quite a, quite a difference so that's a, that's a massive <laughs> another massive incentive to be thinking about the sort of video first. that I'd, I'd just not really thought of to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think there's something very, very special and close about just audio, mm-hmm. isn't there? There's, yeah. There's a really, really close connection people get by hearing your voice, uh, by recognise your voice, by having your voice right plugged into their yes, head. Yeah. Uh-huh. with no distractions um and often people will listen to their podcast in a very special time for them yes so it might be that they're cleaning or you know doing some humdrum thing but um a lot of people get through those tasks that they don't want to do by listening to something that they yes, love yeah.
2: uh-huh.
1: um but it might be that they're they're going for their walk outdoors with their dog in nature, and, and they still love listening to something. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's a very um sort of special protective yes, yeah place. Often that people have for your for you, if they like your show for your your podcast, and they're very excited to get that notification that your show is uh, is there on podcast. So it's quite different. From live, um, but yeah, there is that big disparity at the moment with the feedback that mm-hmm. you're getting. Um, I think things are improving, but very slowly. Yeah, uh, podcasting over that type of thing.
0: That's another thing. It's funny now you mention that because I I certainly know that from my experience that you know I I feel that I've got much more sort of intimate personal connection with people that I only listen to and don't watch on on live streams. Um, and yet it, it's funny that on the one hand, uh, they feel much more deeply connected to you. And on the other hand, as the audio podcaster, um, you've got hardly any connection with them in the same way that you do on a live stream. It's a bit of a weird dynamic there. That's uh, sort of flipped Ooh. around on its head.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think because of that lack of, um, Feedback often that people get get that I think that's probably a major aspect of why a lot of people you get this pod fade, yes, so after seven or 11 episodes, whatever, yeah, you know, the podcast just fades off because they can't, they haven't got that feedback to know, yes, yeah, how people are responding and enjoying it. It is a shame um so you have to really really push through
2: mm-hmm. and
1: i would really recommend that people think about creating a community you know even just um posting little audiograms of your podcast or or a little video snippet of your podcast and you can actually cheat with that <laughs> You don't have to have your phone with you or your computer on the whole time and then spend ages trimming your half an hour or an hour show till mm-hmm. you find a little clip. You can actually do, do a clip on your phone or computer mm-hmm. um, after you've recorded it right, and right. pretend that it's in the middle of your show.
3: Yes, yes. Yeah. Um,
1: But there are also tools, which we love talking about tools, which do that automatically for you. Mm -hmm. One of them I really like, and this is good for live video and uh, for podcasting is Headliner app. All right. Yeah, that is so cool. What I love about it is that at the moment I've just got a free um, account with them Mm -hmm. and it's pretty good what you can get for the free. And what happens is that once you have, if it's a podcast, once you've uploaded your podcast, shortly afterwards, it will send you an email with an automated clip that it's made with your branding. The branding is a bit limited on the free one, but it's still your your colors and whatever. It still looks nice, got a nice look to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have used AI to clip out a section of your podcast that's amazing and you can yeah you can do it yourself if it's uh, a video
2: mm-hmm. you can
1: upload a video to them the videos have to be quite short on the free plan they can be longer if you pay for it but it's um it's so good mm-hmm. and so what i have is i have a a story shape yeah. um set up So it automatically each week, um, sends me this, you know, so I, I could just download that and just post that without doing anything
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i like that sort of thing if something's completely automated it's funny because
0: i honestly thought you were going to start talking about descript which is you know you take the oh, video yeah. and that and you can go in and just clip out little bits as if it was a a, yeah. a, a text editor but you're clipping out the. that's what i thought you were going to say but um yeah this is i'm gonna have to check this out anything like i'm like you anything that automates the process for me <laughs> i'm really keen on checking yeah. out so that's D- cool. yeah
1: descript is amazing um, and once you've got a, quite a simple um, uh, plan process mm-hmm. for your, you know, you you've got a process for doing your live show. Maybe you're doing a podcast as well, and you've just got this process that you maybe put in Asana or whatever, or you mm-hmm. just have on a, on a sheet, and you can just tick what you're doing off. And then, yeah, if you're using Descript, um, it's it's just fantastic isn't it so much you can do it's quite with the, magical
3: <laughs> the
1: words the sound quality your two different guests your videos and clipping them to i only learned that you can uh, have the different shapes and sizes for your video i didn't even know that until mm-hmm. a few days ago um yeah, and they have an audiogram feature on there, don't they? And it's not very expensive. Mm-hmm. Some tools you don't get much and it's a lot of money, but
0: yes, yeah.
1: Uh, there is a learning aspect to describe. Oh, there,
0: there definitely is, yeah. If, if I'm totally honest, I signed up to, to Descript. I had a, a month trial and then after the month trial, I paid for it for a month and I hadn't used it because there was a bit of a barrier for me to use it. So I cancelled yeah. it. I came back to it again six months later, the same thing happened. And then it's only now this time that I've come back to it and stuck with it because there was a bit of a, a learning curve. I think they've uh, they've improved that actually with later sort of iterations of it. but. There is definitely. And you also need to have the sort of intent behind it. Whereas I think probably the first two times I had it, I wasn't really um, doing any repurposing. I wasn't doing any editing. So it was more just because I was geeking out on the idea behind it. Whereas now with this podcast, I'm putting this into there to, you know, extract things from it. And so I suppose I've just genuinely got a use for it now.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting that you had a struggle with it. You, the tech god, <laughs> had had a bit of a struggle a couple of times. Yeah, so if you've got that, I think you know, helping us who are sort of perfectionists and procrastinators and whatever, having like a process, just a simple process written down, and I'd recommend that if people haven't had a process to doing a live video or a podcast or whatever Mm -hmm. that they just start very, very simply just putting a few things down and not like me, a whole long, you know, a four page of everything. Um, yeah. So to repurpose it and then, then your content really works for you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you just need one tool like Descript. And if you've got, the process you can you know make your blog out of of it which both for live video and podcasting a blog actually for seo is really really helpful isn't it because mm-hmm. google still doesn't understand audio does it it doesn't recognise audio still yeah so um with a tool like descript if you can transcribe Well, if if the tool can transcribe for you what you're saying, that can just be so helpful. And even if you don't go into there and change it so it looks gorgeous and everything for a blog, if you just use it as your show notes, Mm -hmm. your words are going to be Googleable.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Helps Um, helps with the SEO and things like that. Yeah, (laughs) Uh
1: yeah. And then like you're saying in descript it's very easy to see words rather than if you're using uh, a tool like a lot of people use the free audacity
3: yes yeah
1: or garage band for mac or whatever yeah you can't you have to really listen to the whole thing to pick out special yeah. quotes that mm-hmm. you can use and little segments and sometimes you have to like listen to it again or listen to sections a number of times it's very time consuming Mm -hmm. but for something like descript you can easily just see oh that was pretty good you highlight it just like you would in a word document and just straight away export it really quickly it doesn't take yes very long um yeah brilliant it's pretty it's it's
0: pretty magical (laughs) i was blown away the first time i saw it it was just. Yeah, unbelievable that the the power that it's gotten, like you say, that it's just removing some of the friction with editing and, and things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I actually used it once because I was interviewing somebody on my show. And she's homeless, and so she was sitting in a cafe, which was quite noisy with people and with music in the background. And because she's homeless, she has, doesn't have an expensive microphone either. So it was the sound quality was really poor, but what she was saying was really good. Mm-hmm. So I didn't just want to delete it. And so I spent a while in Descript, using Descript, not using another program, but um, editing my guest's microphone sound uh cutting her sound out when i spoke so that you didn't have a load of background noise and then improving you know j- fiddling around they've got so many audio controls if you want to go in there and mm-hmm. trying different things to and it really made a massive difference i'd love actually to to have a little audiogram of before and no, after no. i really should do that uh-huh people to see um what you can do with it yeah
0: yeah well speaking of tools i do always like to save a little bit of time and we're uh, we've actually gone past the top of the hour so i want to be conscious of your time but i would just love to uh, show your uh, your studio space and just talk through um what you've uh, what you're using for your setup because um this is kind of like the uh, really everything that you talk about in your your gear guide you know you, you don't need to buy all of the the, the latest and greatest, but what I love is that you have got really great audio in your setup. And I, I always say that audio is the most important, more so than uh, camera and that, but perhaps you can just talk through what you've, uh, what you use in your setup.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I am very, very blessed to have, um, a really great mic. Uh, it is a Heil PR 40 microphone which is also a musician's mic so if i wanted to use it for singing or whatever playing the guitar or i think drums even uh-huh. you can use it for that you can't really see it in um you know what i'm it's doing the- at the moment but it yeah it's a limited edition black one as well Woohoo! Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so yeah it's an expensive mic but as you were saying audio is you know when you hear a professional audio and what i would absolutely love to have next is uh, a roadcaster. Yep. and you alex have um a course don't you about the new roadcaster yeah, pro yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, um which whenever i've heard anyone using a roadcaster and i'm sure you've got one there because your audio sounds amazing uh, it just I think it just sounds incredible. So um, a really good quality microphone immediately sounds much better. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've got the Heil PR 40 going into a focus, right? Scarlet solo, uh, which is an audio interface, which you have to have, if you've got a microphone like that, because mm-hmm. it's got an XLR, um, cable to it. Right. So right. you have to and and it means that you it the sound quality will be a bit better and you can adjust it a bit more than if you've got it plugged straight into your computer with a usb Mm -hmm. um yeah so so that is my favorite piece of equipment actually i've got very simple lighting around me um which are two big soft boxes so they're pretty enormous they're very very good value for what you get you get great big tripods with each of them and you tend to get them in pairs as well
2: mm-hmm.
1: in a sort of bundle package and so you can put them where you want them so um, they they give a soft light on your face you can get some that are color graded as well so you can um, change the temperature of the color to make it a bit warmer or cooler, whatever makes you look good, uh-huh. but I use Ecamm for that. So I don't, I don't need that, Yep. but you can, you can position them where you want and you can angle them a bit. So I've got them like at 45 degrees from my face. So even though I've got a window here, can you see my hand yet yeah, here, uh-huh. um, with light, coming in there you you can't just depend on that you need you need some extra lighting otherwise you'll look a bit like you know you've got a black line yeah there's a word for it when you've got a black line down the middle of your face i can't remember what and and
0: keeps it consistent as well so if you're on a cloudy day or something you just always know that it's it's going to be consistent then as well i suppose
1: definitely Uh definitely yeah I've got a basic webcam there. It's the Logitech C920 webcam, which a lot of people have. And if if you haven't got any webcam apart from your computer one, unless you've got like a brand new Mac, I think there's some really snazzy Mm -hmm. webcams actually coming with new Macs. But um, I would recommend at least you get something like this um and you know it does improve the quality a lot it's not as great as some of them but it improves the quality a lot just be careful if you've got a webcam other than El- an elgato webcam make sure if you're recording a live video or whatever you're doing don't have the microphone from the webcam
0: <laughs> that's happened to me before
1: <laughs> it's terrible it Your yeah. will sound horrendous just yeah. make sure that you know where your sound is coming from because it can automatically think that you want the sound from the webcam yes um and you don't you really really don't the the funniest so, thing I- about
0: that is that happened to me once i was doing a live stream on amazon and the title of the, li- the live stream was all about checklists when you're live streaming uh, and i was talking all about checking audio checking all of this sort of stuff and my camera my mic had switched over to the microphone that i've got like an over-the-shoulder shot so it was like the, ca- <laughs> the webcam mic oh. behind me uh, and then it was only like half an hour in that somebody pointed it out. And I thought, ah, oh, the irony. that like, I didn't check my checklist on the video about checklists.
1: <laughs> oh, <we're>, it's, <laughs> it's those sort of moments, though, that we just have to laugh off. And, yeah. you know, like um, a typical one for us to do is that we're muted. We're on mute. We don't yep. realize. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's why Ecamm have made quite a mini business from selling T-shirts saying you're on mute. um and we can all just laugh about these things because there's some certain things that will just go wrong on live videos however professional you are and everything things will go wrong some things are out of your control some things aren't um but you know there's that human aspect that we've always got to sort of embrace Mm -hmm. those those things that will go wrong and You know, everyone forgives you, don't they? If the whole thing is completely unprofessional and you're obviously not caring about it, then they're not gonna forgive you. But yeah, you can just have a laugh about it.
0: That's a that's a great little bit of advice actually to uh, uh, to wrap things up on because I do want to be conscious of your time we've run over it a little bit so I don't want to uh, keep you too long um, but I will just uh, want to highlight your uh, your website again with some of the courses you've got perhaps you can tell us a little bit about um, uh, those and what you've got coming up and uh, what what what's included in all of those things that you've got on there
1: oh thank you Alec yeah so. Um, I have a, a course on, on podcasting to get you from a beginner, total beginner, um, to your launch party um, in 30 days. So I help people to um, get that show up and running. And there's a, a whole module on there about um, using going live if you want to do it like that going live to a podcast and and lots of uh, tricks and things with that. So I've got a short ecam live course just a, a very simple one you know how how to start off completely if you've got a mac or you're thinking about getting a mac because ecam is so fantastic then I help you get set up on there and share your screen and bring guests in and stuff like that. Um, so I've got a little mini course about a wonderful uh, all-in-one podcasting platform called Alitu, and it helps you learn how to use that and how to get a podcast going very simply and editing very easily with that program called Alitu. Um, and I've got uh, uh, coaching package for people who want some help with you know their mindset or their look or their sound or tech aspects um one-to-one coaching package and um individual coaching as well on those things
0: well thanks uh thanks so much all of this is linked obviously in the description and in the uh, show notes for anyone watching on the replay or listening i should say on the uh, the podcast as well um, so definitely go and uh, check all of those things out but yeah I just want to say a big uh, thank you for coming in and sharing your knowledge and insights and wisdom it's been uh, really uh, a pleasure speaking to you
1: thank you so much Alex thank you for listening and watching everyone
0: Cool. Well, I'll uh, have a little chat with you afterwards. We'll uh, have a little chat about Stream Deck. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'll just uh, sign off and say goodbye to everyone. So thank you so much, everyone, for uh, tuning in and listening. And if you uh, want to uh, check out the video, if you're on the audio, uh, just to see what we were talking about in terms of uh, some of those uh, courses and things like that, and also... Uh, Katie's setup as well. Um, If you'd like to connect with me, you can always also check out the show notes. You'll find all the ways to connect down there as well. Uh, See you next time with another great guest and another great conversation. Thanks again for watching and listening. See you next time.